Okay, so I got a couple of questions from my podcast last week. So um, I'm just going to take a podcast and answer them. So here's the first question. So I'm thinking that your topic is very similar to the lessons of Fahrenheit 451. Could you possibly incorporate this book and gain a possible appeal towards ethos? As in, like, use famous works to back your claim. Also, your counter-arguments are very valid. How would you counter-argue against children learning about violence and sex? And finally, you mentioned freedom of speech, but do you think that there are some limitations to this? As in, is there a limit to how much can really go into a book? Okay, so those are some really good questions. Um, as for whether or not I could use 450, Fahrenheit 451 um, as a source, yes, I definitely think I could use that as a source. Um, that's a really good idea. But I do think I would have I have good credibility with my sources since I use scholarly articles and .org or .net websites, so they can't be created by anyone. So... But yes, that is a very famous book, and it does have a lot of similar ideals as what I'm arguing in my paper, so I definitely think I could use that as a source. Um, whenever you talked, you asked about whether I think, um, what about violence and sex? Um, honestly, kids are going to learn about them anyway. So with um, by having them read about it in books, you can choose like who they hear it from. You can like pick kind of a respectable author or an author that agrees like with your point of view. And you can have them read it from them, and then you can explain it to them, and then you're the first person that influences what they think about those. Um, your last question was regarding freedom of speech and whether that should, whether there's a limit to what can be printed. Um, since there's not a limit to what can be said vocally, and books are just like the written accounts of what has been said, I don't think there should be, or really can be, a limit to what can be written. Like, they can be burned, but some copies will pretty much always exist. You know, that happened to Confucius so many times. So many of his works have been burned through the years, yet they're still here. It's happened to the Bible. It's happened to a ton of books, and there's still copies that have remained through the ages. So I don't think that there really is a limit um, to what, or should be a limit to what can be printed. So... Thank you for the question. Um, now, here's the second question. Your three reasons that back up your thesis are talking about the restrictions on thought processes that um, could potentially happen when these books are censored or banned. Um, so I think maybe you should consider narrowing your... Um, ideas down to focusing on what would be restricted like is it restricting how one sees the world how one interacts with other people is it restricting intellectual thoughts um i would just make that clear in each of your three arguments so that they differentiate from each other okay so I know the volume was a little bit lower on that last question, but basically what the question was, was what is being restricted when these books are banned? And in my opinion, it's just censoring how you think. 
It's changing the way you think because you're not exposed to other thought processes or things like that, like you are whenever you read books. So, and that in turn affects how you see the world, how you interact with people. It, it affects your whole life because everything centers around how you think. That's what makes you a person. That's what like this. That's what defines your personality. So, I think that by banning certain books, we are kind of forming people into the single identity and I just I don't think that's right and it kind of just goes against everything we think of whenever we think of freedom and free choice and this and that and by banning books I definitely think that it's restricting all that and more so thank you for these questions um until next time